He's like, um, I didn't think it was a big deal. You, you didn't think it was a big deal. Rephased. Why didn't you mention it? He said, um, uh, I was, I was, I, I, cause I, I mentioned it to him. I, I did, I did. I, I, I was going to talk to him about it. I haven't talked to him yet. Boom. Knocks him slap out, goes over to him with the pepper spray and sprays him unconscious in the <laughs> face for about 30 seconds. Like boom, boom. <laughs> Programming. <laughs> Spreading the you're like what and people are like looking around like what the hell and you know they could tell somebody's in one of the shower stalls like it's two in the morning and they kind of step back and look and there's four feet in the shower stall shower's not running there's four feet said oh no 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 like i gotta clear this up i, I was just giving a haircut and there was like oh man that's a that's a bad excuse first of all he ain't got a haircut <laughs> He got some big old shaggy hair. Same shaggy hair he had yesterday. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Isaac Zach Allen. And we are going to be doing part two of RDAP. Uh, the Residential program. drug, alcohol. Wait, no, alcohol. No, residential. No, abuse. Drug abuse. Drug abuse program. program. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Make sure we get that. RDAP for short. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Hey, do me a favor. If you like the video, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified of videos just like this. Also, leave me a comment and share the video. And we're doing part two of RDAP. Check it out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's funny because as much of a, of a, a, a just as horrible as I know that i come off when i do this if you if i watch the first couple minutes i'm like "Eh, colby made me look all right yeah you know and then so and then but anyway (laughs) so rdap rdap is the the residential drug abuse program uh, that federal prisoners can uh, be eligible for and can take and 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 if eligible they can if eligible to get the year off they can get a year off their sentence and up to a year halfway house although that almost never happens well now it does now with the first step act i've I've heard that now people are in two years. They get the year off. They can get up to three years off their sentence. So now it's 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 having a big impact. So okay. it's important to programming. All right. Sorry. All right. So um we we were talking like basically to before about like our experience with the RDAP. I, I No, no, we the, the last one was basically I felt like it was like an overview. We we're kind of explaining the program. True, but we we did talk about We like, didn't talk about specifics. Well, we, we talked, talked about little, our experience. A know, little bit, but uh, we didn't talk about specific events, bad things, that things specific things that happened. Did we? Correct. No. We didn't. Know. We 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 gave our uh the reason I say that is because we talked about our view and what we saw. Right. Right, but we didn't specifically talk about things that happened in each program while we were there because the dichotomy of you attending it in a low and right. me attending it in a pin yeah. made it completely different. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, nobody so, got stabbed in in mine, and nobody got stabbed at the institution, or nobody no, got no, stabbed in the program. In the program, okay. Well, no. in the program, people we, got stabbed in the institution, but no, they had it coming. <laughs> of course. Of course, in in the program, in so when I say in the program, I'm talking about during the morning meeting, right? Because we talked about you know in the RDAP program, there's a meeting every morning, right? Where everybody 150 people attend, and you're sitting you know across from each other, right? So you got 75 people 
rows. There's like five or six rows. 16, 15. Yeah, yeah, of people. Like, yeah, like exactly. They're like like 15 people a piece. So there's like, let's say five of them. I'm sure my math is off. But whether it's five row, five or six rows of 70. So it ends up being 75 people sitting facing the other 75 people. You're Correct. all facing each other. Correct. And then in the middle, there's a usually a podium. At the head of a, there's a, at the head, there's the, yeah, the podium. Did you have the, the podium in between the two people or ours was off to the side? So the, the two rows are sitting um, perpendicular like this. And on the top part is the facilitator. And on the back of the open part was the um, DTS. Okay. They stood or. The drug treatment specialist. One yeah. of the people that helped run the program. Correct. That's who was in on the back part of it. And, and that's how it, so we were looking across most of the time everyone's looking at the facilitator and that's something um, I wanted us to talk about too is were you ever the facilitator oh everybody had to be at one point yes did you yes. ever do word of the day yes word of the day you know what I thought I forgot all about that. word of the day did, did you have a, a a particular word that you uh thought was um interesting there was only there was only one word that I saw there that I took out with me that I thought was very Interesting. I can't even believe they allow it to be the word. And that word was frenemy. <laughs> frenemy? Fren- I don't even know what that means. It was a friend and an enemy. And it, is, that, is that a made up word? Yes, of course it's made up. <laughs> you know, and I'm it. going frenemy. <laughs> and they, 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 they allow yeah. people, you know, and you have to use that in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, not just, well, I mean, in, my, in the program and in, in the low, you didn't have to use it in a sentence. You had to use it in a sentence and then you had to give your the definition of the word. Correct. Okay, so, and they would write the word on the board the night before so you had time to think about it. So. <laughs> and so that the, the person that presented the word was explaining as someone that poses as a friend but actually is an enemy, right? Okay. And so I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, what is even lifting about that? Yeah, you know, yeah. To, yeah, the word had, the word had to have inspirational or uplifting it, it, or it couldn't be like a, a, a it couldn't be like, you know, Something a, a, a negative type of word, right? And, and how negative is it to like identify someone as a frenemy, right? Like, hey, you're really you're. I think you're fake as hell, <laughs> but you're nice. I'll deal with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's even weird. That's the one word I took out of all of the bizarre word of the day. I'm sure you probably don't remember any of the. I mean, because uh, a lot of them. You, but uh, as a no, no, of, I mean, as a frenemy of yours, I thought I'd bring that up. But <laughs> I think you know they were. You know, it was some of them were some of them were just like basic, like success. Yeah, you know, some of them were, you know, were or secession. Was, no, I'm just kidding. I, so they, they were just they were you know they were just these words that were, you know. I don't know if they were even I guess, success, um, motivation. Um, you know, they were just they were just these random words, and you'd have to get up there, and it just seems silly to me. But it, and it, but luckily they did put them on the board the day before because you know yes, because it, it, otherwise you were volunteers. just on the spot like that. And then some people you had to help them to understand what the what the word meant. Yeah, because you're, you're like, wow, you don't you don't know what that word is? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Basic English will go, no. but yeah. So everyone had to be the fa- facilitator. Fruitation, fruition, fruition. The guy, no, no, fruitation. Fruitation. I, so I used to use the word fruitation for fruition. Yes, and I was like, no, no, it's it's fruition. No, it's fruitation. I go, no, no, it's fruition. So, so I say use. <laughs> Use fruitation in the sentence, and he did. He did it perfectly. He said, "When well, you know when something bears fruit, 
It, like you, you, you do something, and then ultimately, he goes. It ends up, you know, happening, or it ends up, you know, bearing. Like you, you plant a seed, and it bears fruit. You know, it's fruitation. And I went, no. That's no. actually, uh, but he's the definition. Weirdly accurate. The definition's correct, but not for fruitation because fruitation's not a word for fruition. You just gave me the definition for fruition, and so he he argued with me, and I went, okay. I walk off. I go get the dictionary. I bring it back, and I show it to him, and he. And listen, the funniest thing was the guy's name was Knowledge. He <laughs> was, was that also his nickname or his real name. No, it was his nickname. Oh, he okay. was also he's from Jamaica. He'd set up a bank robbery and had been fighting his case the whole time because he was saying that bank robbery is not a federal crime; it's a state crime. He should not. They they don't have the jurisdiction to to um they don't have the jurisdiction to. Um, uh, to prosecute him in the federal system. It should have been a state crime. And it was like, how, how long have you been fighting this? He's like, about six years. Yeah. <laughs> like, My whole sentence. You're going to so. do that whole <laughs> sentence, aren't you? And then he was, listen, he came over here when he was two. He was 19, with uh, almost 19 when this happened. He had fi- just filled out his paperwork to become a citizen. And because he had a felon committed the felony before he filled out the citizenship, and one of the word, one of the questions on there, have you ever been, have you ever, com- have you ever committed a felony? He said no, but he had. They were going to deport him back to Jamaica, where he had no family and had hadn't been since he was two. Wow, whoa, right? He's like, I don't know anybody. I got no family, no wow. family. He's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. He's like Jamaica. It's like, damn, that was harsh. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was a nonviolent like robbery too. It was the bank robbers like with a note. You know, he worked at the place and just told the people like, look, this place has been robbed multiple times. They come in, they rob it with a note. You get, they get and then you go through this like this apartment complex because once you enter the apartment complex, there's four different ways you can go out. You just have somebody waiting for you, jump in and leave. Like even if they get to the apartment complex, there's too many cars. There's right. no camp. Like he's like, we get robbed here all the time. They always get away. So he set the whole thing up, and the, he set up two of them. And he, one person, somebody ended up telling somebody who told somebody, and they ended up getting him, and he, he got messed up. But the point is, is like, damn, like bro, he's been here since he was two. What are you gonna do? You can't send him to Jamaica. I mean, he could work over there. They've got a lot of work in fruitation. Anyway. <laughs> This is a dad jokes, you know? So what happened? What are we talking about? <laughs> All right. So um, let me see if I can guide us through. So the whole purpose, of, and this is what I was really trying to get to, of the RDAP is, as we mentioned before, is the program our way of thinking. So they had these eight positive attitudes. Do you remember them by chance? No. What are they? <laughs> All right. They're honesty, which we struggle with, humility, open-mindedness, gratitude, Caring, responsibility, objectivity, and willingness. Damn, I'm I'm lacking in all of those. But no, you know what? Lacking, you're not lacking in willingness. That's that's you, my. But that's, how, how you working on it? Did you? Did they used to do that all the time? Yes, how you working? You'd yes. say, "Yeah, man, I'm struggling with this," and they go, "How you working on it?" Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so they use those those are those attributes, right? Because I wanted to get to the the um, r- um, rational self analysis, the RSA. Nice. You know, you don't want to do the uh, um, attitude, attitude check, check. first. Because you have to learn the attitude, you have to learn the attitude check before you do the RSA. That's correct. 
which is an attitude check is so they want you to always explain like how you're displaying one of the positive attitudes or if you are struggling with it, not displaying, which is struggling with it. So if you're not displaying one of the like if you're not being objective, you know, when when you're telling, look, I'm absolutely not going to do that, Nicole Cox. If you're not going to do the chicken dance. <laughs> what are you struggling with? Struggling with willingness and objectivity. Humility. Yeah, humility. You think you're above it? Yeah. Do you feel entitled? <laughs> are you entitled, Cox? Do you feel like... And 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 those Fine. are yeah those are things that just get you to break down when they when they give you those those mental cues you're like ah, I don't want to be struggling with all those things so yeah you know <laughs> that's when you lay an egg but <laughs> so good times I know good times <laughs> so they use that the attitude checks to tell you you're struggling with one of the and really if in 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 any aspect if I disagree with you I can just throw one of those out. And say you're struggling with it. Yeah. Any any disagreement at all? Like, so, hey, Cox, let me get, let me get a hundred dollars. You're like, look, I don't really have it. You're struggling with uh, open mindedness. <laughs> so, okay, let me let me. So, for context, okay. yes. So here's what's happening: is that every day you had to at least write. You had to, you had a, they gave you a booklet, and so every day you had to write. You had to do an attitude check, and sometimes you had to do like two attitude checks and an RSA. It just depends on the program. We're gonna get to the RSA, right? So, so they would say. So every day you had to do an attitude check, and in the morning meeting, they would randomly call on people to. Usually, they asked for a volunteer, but if nobody volunteered, and then maybe ten guys would raise their hand, they'd pick somebody. And if nobody raised their hand, which really never happened, they just randomly pick someone. So it's just better that everybody puts their hand up. so anyway, what happened is it what would happen is throughout the day something would happen on a daily basis that you would struggle with with some kind of an attitude having a, a negative attitude or a good attitude, whatever it was. Or and you're they, not doing something that somebody wants you to do. I, I discovered right. that those attitudes are basically if you're not doing something I want you to do, because no one can display those. It's it's impossible. Right. It's absolutely impossible. Well, well what I'm saying is they had you write that down. Right. In a book, so you and one there'd be one page. You had to write like you know the group, your name, the group, the time, the location, and then you wrote a little little quip about how. And there was a certain way you had to do it. And so I wrote a book called the program. And I in the book I probably have twenty of my attitude checks that I wrote throughout the program, Which and I included them in the book. Now most people wrote decent attitude. They had decent normal attitude checks mine were abnormal (laughs) so mine was like you know february august 11th 2017 i was minding my own business when a peer a crackhead uh um corrected me over something trivial my first thought was who the fuck does this uh, guy think he is which attitude was i struggling with humility um (laughs) Uh, after calming down, I realized that the peer uh, that the peer has mental issues, and I should be more patient with him. He can't help that he's a pawn. He's a pawn in the world of RDAP. Which attitude? Uh, which attitude was I demonstrating with humility? Because you could actually you can actually demonstrate both. You can struggle and you demonstrate can struggle. Humility. I was struggling with it, but I corrected myself. And now I was um, showing humility. Showing humility by saying, "Wow!" So, um, <laughs> saying, "Wow!" He's a loser. Yes, <laughs> that I should feel bad for him. Oh, okay. So, uh, if I continue practicing these positive attitudes, 
I will get through this program. And although I doubt I'll need, wait, although I doubt I'll need these skills, um, I'll be able to deal with crackheads in the future, in the, on the, Jesus, God almighty. First of all, I can't see and I can't read. Um, I'll be able to deal with these crackheads on the street. Now, if my DTS had read this, I would have been crucified. Like she would have, they would have been I like, would have crucified you first of that. all, I was using, what did they call the words? Um, um, loaded. Loaded. I was using loaded words Which by calling him a crackhead. Which is the next thing we're going to cover is the thinking errors. Right. <laughs> but through this whole thing, I have just multiple insane ones where I talk about, like my first thought was if I had a baseball bat, I'd hit this dude in the head. And then, of course, you know, what, what was I struggling with? You know, objectivity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so after thinking about it, I thought there's really no reason to pick up a murder charge. Um, you know, and then I would go through the whole thing again. Which is open-mindedness there. <laughs> Listen. No pick up a murder charge. But, but that's what, what happens. You'd have a book full of these. And in the morning meeting, people would randomly have to call them. Like, luckily- I never got called. I might have got called once and it might have been a questionable one, but that was it. And then you had to pull them out and give them, this is what they had to do, was that every so often they'd say, pull the last five attitude checks out. Right. And you pull them out and there'd be a stack of you pass them down the row and there'd be a stack of them and they'd take them and they'd say they were going to read them. Honestly, I don't think any of mine were ever read because I gave them ones that were like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) That's a bad one. Like I talked about Dr. Smith, I called her a name, oh. like I or I said some that, I've seen people get kicked out for that. Yeah. Yeah, for all kinds. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I'm sorry, that's that was my experience with the attitude checks. So you were saying Well, I, I thought the attitude checks in my opinion they were 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 worthless, you know, because if 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 because basically as I was saying, you could be struggling with there's no way to display them all at once. Even if you're in a great mood, you can't display all the attitudes. No, but what but you only have to pick one or two that you're that you're struggling with, right? Or or you're displaying, right? You, you can't. That's not all of them, though. No, you can't. But in any situation, I can say you're struggling with any of the attitudes. I mean, yeah, you would see people. I, I twist them, you know, slightly here and there, but it's un, it's untwistable. So, like right now, you can say I'm I'm struggling with objectivity, right? And I might go, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. Or I could say humility. Like you're not ta- you're not being you're not taking into consideration that you might be wrong, you're not being humble. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. you could say entitlement. Well, entitlement's not one of them, but you could say you know whatever. Yeah, you could you could you man. There was always a way that you could manage to twist it. Yes, and and that's why I could never like I did them, but they were BS. Like I never took them seriously because I I just felt like like any situation is. Right. All every situation we're in, we're struggling with one of the attitudes. We are displaying one, and we're struggling with one. Right. So I just I on ne- some I, on some sl- some scale, yes. some yeah. So I never I never took it seriously. So so um, what was the one? What you, what is RSAs? Well, RSA, but I want to get to the thinking errors first. Oh yeah, thinking errors. <laughs> so this is this what I thought was 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 what I thought was classic about the the thinking errors is that like that is what identified where we could possibly be doing something wrong. Those are the things that I took from there that actually helped me, which were the thinking errors. So the thinking errors was rhetorical question, like asking in response to something, like asking a question that has no right. answer. Right. What do you think? I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that to me, that has an answer. <laughs> but I, <laughs> All right. Uh, awfulizing. 
Awfulizing. Which which means thinking the worst result. Yeah. I can't, which is 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 the declaring that I think it's I can and I won't. There's another I, we're missing one. Yeah, it might have been I can't, I won't. Yeah. That does sound familiar. I would like I can't doing something. You're you're declaring you haven't even tried. Right. Like you, you just you just you think it's impossible before you start. Right. So it's, it's a, it makes it impossible. Right. right. Blaming. You know, this is not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. Right. Like, I, I take no responsibility for what's going on. Right. Should. They used to always do the one, I'm only here because someone snitched on me. Not because you robbed a bank. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not because you were selling drugs. <laughs> not because you committed fraud. Of course not. I'm here no. because I got told on. Right. You know, I mean, the crime I committed, that's that's nothing. <laughs> I would have gotten away with that. that. That's right. Should thoughts. Like, it, it, it should definitely be yeah. this way yeah. and not right. the way it is. Yeah. They should have given me this much time. They should have done this. Correct. This this program should give out five, ye- give not five years off my sentence. Exactly. <laughs> Statement of facts. Yeah. Which, which is. Yeah. 95% of, uh, 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 you know, 95% of America believes this or, you know, uh, uh, oh, you know, like. Well, it, yeah. Everybody does it. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody's doing it. <laughs> everybody's right. selling crack. Yeah, that's. I'm, Makes it okay. <laughs> I know he, she, it statements. Yeah, which is like um, he has it or he's done it. If if he's doing it or or she's doing it or you're doing, it's basically twisting it around to like I'm not the only person, right? You know, I think on TV they call it what about what aboutism. You know, if, if I'm doing it, but what about what you're doing? Right. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a big argument with people a lot of times when you directly when you say, well, this is what you're doing. They're like. Or this is what so and so did. Yeah, but what about so and so? You ever in political debates? I was noticed not debates, but when these people are talking on like on TikTok or or shorts or something, they're always like, um, "Well, what Trump? You know, Trump did this," and they'll go, well, "What about Biden? He did this." Like it's always, you know, it's always like, "Wait a sec, we're not someone we're talking." It's deflecting onto someone else um, instead that, of answering the question. That 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 is actually huge. Because uh, that is one of the big things is deflecting. It's like, never mind what I did. We're about what you did or what somebody else did. Um, loaded words, which is like you said, calling someone a crackhead. Right. Oh, I, I had one time I said it, they, they went around the room and said, what are loaded words that you use? And they were just going around like they'd go to one guy. He'd say, you know, look. Like you know, bitch, and somebody else would say this. And when I got when they got to me, I go junkies. <laughs> A dude got up and walked out of the room. He was so pissed. <laughs> I was thinking, what just happened? <laughs> they were like, and, and listen, keep in mind, I don't have a drug problem. So when I said junkies, I'm in a room full of junkies. Yes. Like I'm in a room full of guys with drug problems. So they were like, like the looks on their faces, and I, I I'd never said anything that had, and I'm gonna say offensive things, right. but never something that had really hit people. You, sh- everybody, sh- everybody shifted in their chairs, and it was like, oh wow, yeah, like that really a- bothered these guys. Oh yeah, a crackhead. Yeah, yeah, saying like to it- me, that's I don't think of you know because you know in the unit, like listen, prison in general, you and I being out here joking around, like oh that guy's a crackhead, like we're joking around, right? It's like calling somebody a bitch out here. Oh bitch, you're crazy. Listen, that ain't that's not cool in prison. That, that 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 right there. You say that in the wrong person, the wrong time, you could get hurt. It, just like that. Yeah. And, and when I got out, my old my old uh, boss, the guy that hired me at the gym, he used to say it all the time. And he and and I multiple times I was like, honestly, Trion, I said you got to stop doing that. I was like, like I'm not getting, 
I'm not angry. I'm not going to snap. But I said, it's offensive. It, it does. And it still bothers me. And I even had Joey, which is a guy that worked there at the gym. He told me, he is, oh, I've told him too. He's, I've told him. He's like, like, bro, like he's the like, first time he, he said it, he, he goes, I almost lost it on him. Right. Because when you've been to prison, like you don't say that. But so in the unit, you, you know, let's face it, you're really, how do you put this? Um, it's a harsh environment. Guys don't say please and thank you. Guys aren't, it's just a very, very masculine environment. So when I got there and I would say stuff like that, like people get offended. And I, I was already so hardened by just my, my you know, it was just um, extremely aggressive. He's been known to cure insecurity just with his laugh. His organ donation card lists his charisma. His smile is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. Well, so in in I never I would always I would almost say I never had a problem with loaded words. Right. Because um, people imply things and I kind of look through it and smile. But there's a loaded word I'm having a problem with now is, is the word criminal. Like someone asked me, you know, such, such, such is he a criminal? You know, and I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Why? Like it, it offends me. It's 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 weird. But loaded words is saying something or labeling somebody a certain way. And and sometimes it, it, it could be like you, you stupid. You know, that's stupid. Saying something I know is going to get an emotional reaction. Right. That was big. So you're saying now when someone asks that bother it bothers you when oh, they go, oh, is he a criminal? The, yeah. <laughs> then they just say, so criminal. I don't know anybody really says criminal. It's just like, does he have, is he locked up or they'll, but see, well, everyone, almost everybody but knows. But you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not dealing with people that think that that classified, which is one of the criminal thinking errors, by the way, right. that, that when you judge people like, okay, I'm going to label you. You feel like they, yeah. they call it on um, what is it, power orientation. So I'm, I can't believe you remember these, these, these the terms that every, you're, well, you're good. But, well, like, because, I can't remember any of these things. Well, I remember a power lot of orientation. Them. I can't, I haven't thought about that. Well, I remember a lot of them because well, you know, I, I, Anthony Robbins, all these courses I went through, I went through power orientation, would a lot of times people want to feel good about themselves right so by labeling you as something by putting you in a in category, a category in a, a subcategory category that's lesser than the category they've put themselves in correct and and so that that allows that person to identify you as no matter what you do that's good i'm just gonna go ahead and throw you in that category. people do that with religion all yes. the time, yes. all the time. Like they'll like, like despite the fact that they're cheating on their taxes, despite the fact that they're constantly kind of ripping people off, despite the fact that they never really do the things that they say they're going to do, and that they mislead people and manipulate them, they feel they're a good person because they they go to church on Sunday. Yes, <laughs> I'm a good Christian. Really? Like you're kind of a scumbag. Well, but. it's it's the, it, you condescend you you're raising yourself up mentally, yeah. right? And um. The have to, need to, must, like the the th- thinking process that I don't have an option, mm-hmm. you know, like I have no choice, I have to do it, right? I need, I need this, bro, bro. There's no way I can do without this. I gotta, I need you to do this, yeah. You know, like thinking there's no other option. All right, the reason we brought that up is for the um, RSA, which is the rational self analysis. So what happens is whenever you get into a situation, so let me let me give their description of it, right? 
It's the, so, same, it's the same thing, by the way. I want to say the same thing is that by the end of the day, you had to do, you had to write up one RSA. Right. So every day something had to happen that you had to have an RSA right. to ex- establish that this is something that happened. This is what my thought process is. This is how I corrected myself. And What did you think of the RSAs? Honestly, like, I felt like you're going to, you're going to, I know this is this. I don't right. even want, I don't want to say this. Well, say I, it, say it. I, I, I felt like it was overcomplicated. Like I got out. So here's the problem. The problem was that to me, like the attitude checks were simplistic and it was how I, all, my mind already worked. Which I said, I thought they were too simplistic. I didn't even like them. Right. So to me, it was like my, fr- I very quickly jumped from here's the problem. Here's how I feel about it. And then here's the solution where the RSA broke it down into categories. Like this is what you go, you can explain where to I'm me it was, it, it was overly complicated where to me, I streamlined right to the, the right to the answer and didn't have to break it down. But to most people in the program, they had a pro- problem processing um, uh, situations and they needed to, to figure out how to break those things down systematically and do it very, very quickly. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's where the RSA came in. All right. So um, I agree. The, the RSA was kind of complicated, but I thought it was the best tool because it's something that I had never been introduced to before. So that's why I kind of liked right. it. So the rational self-analysis, what they basically told you to do was they said something happened. So you had an event. Yeah. All right, and then you had I your. Love, I love that he remembers I, this. Totally, the total. Okay. So then you'd have your opinion or your thoughts of the event. So something, something simply happens. So I'm gonna give an example. So you call and Jess's phone goes right to voicemail. Oh, she's cheating. She's with some guy. Right. She's, 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 uh, what's she doing? She's not answering my phone call on purpose. She's pissed. She's, she's seen her ex-boyfriend. That's what happened. That guy's like, yeah. Yes. The thought, so an RSA is designed, rational self is designed for you to rethink what you're thinking. So you have to like tell yourself, wait a minute. So first there's the event. There's the event. Then there's the, you write up the first thing you thought of. And, and then what you do is you ask like, which one of the thinking errors that your thoughts are in, attached to, or which right. one of the thinking errors or which of the positive attitudes you're not displaying, which your thoughts are attached to. It was, a, you know, it's funny. Like, is it awfulizing? What, awfulizing what? is she's cheating. She's yeah, with yeah. someone else. Is that one of them though? I used to get them all wrong all the time. Like guys would read mine. They'd awfulizing be like, is one. I know that they'd be like, this isn't even an attitude. This isn't even, a, I'd be like, well, oh, <laughs> I, I knew them all. I knew them all. So, um, it's, it's what you thought. And, and what's so bizarre is anything can happen. Because I, I think I had mentioned one time where I, I saw I'm in class teaching and these guys walk in and just go to wailing on this one dude. Right. Just this, bum, is, bum, in, bum, like, bum, this is in the RDAP. No, this was that wasn't in RDAP. This oh, OK. At the education, but I'll get into some RDAP events. But anyway, I'm, I'm teaching a, a, a class and two guys walk in. And just go to pounding on this. Like they just walk, like I'm teaching and they come in and I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you guys doing? Class has been going on for 10 minutes. You know what? This is my breathe out. They walk in and they just walk up to a guy and just boom, 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 both of them. Then when he hits the floor, they're kicking him. Boom, 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 boom. 
People are screaming and running out and everything. I'm <laughs> Zach's like, still writing on the, on the board. It's like, hey, can I get some quiet here? Kick quietly. No we're commenting while you're teaching kicking. algebra. <laughs> this is algebra class. Go, we're subtracting while yeah. you're in the wrong. <laughs> but anyway. So guys walk in and go to pick a whaling on this guy. So you ask two people and like you, I, they asked one person. Well, I did. I'm like, what the hell is going on? He's like, man, they just came in here and just started beating that poor guy like crazy. Then I asked another guy, and I go, what the heck? I mean, what, what, what's, what's up with that? He goes, man, it's, that guy finally got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a matter of it's, it's perspective. perspective. <laughs> it's like, hey, that guy finally got what he So a rational self-analysis is the way you see an event. So if you take an event by itself, you really shouldn't add or subtract to it. That you should just look at the event as an event. But your thought process around it is what the RSA is telling you to change. Right. Because your perception of it is, right. is kind of what guides you. Right. And, and so that's the whole purpose of a rational self-analysis is to change your perception of it. Because it, this event alone, because they ask you to describe really what you see. Yeah. Really all you saw was two guys walked in and they started punching this guy. Right. Like that's all. That's all you know. You so don't know if he owes. Guy, yeah. yeah, you don't know if he owes money. You don't know if he disrespected someone. You don't know if those guys got the wrong guy. Right. You you have no idea. But in I put the analysis. I put the opinion. I add the extra to it. Right. So a rational self analysis is to prevent you from adding extra. You called, just didn't answer her phone, and went to voicemail. Right. Period. That's all that. That's all that you know so that's far. The, right. And, and that's. That was an, an RSA, and that's what we had to do all the time. So there was a lot of events I made RSAs about, because especially someone skipping in line. That used to drive me crazy. I can't tell you. Some people took that personal, like you're, you're absolutely disrespecting me. They'd be like, oh, so F me, huh? I heard people yell that. Oh, yeah. F me. Is that what you're saying? F me? It's like, no, I was actually saying, here's your money. I like the lead. Same. <laughs> Oh, actually, it was the entire line. I was saying <laughs> F the entire line. But you're included. Yeah. I didn't want to leave you out. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I was going to say, you know what I used to do with the RSAs because I hated doing them so much? What? I because Contracted they, out? No. Oh, okay. So the, if they when they pulled your journal, when they purge, pulled your journal, they would say rip out the last seven days. So I just took the same seven days and just rewrote them over and over. <laughs> Because oh, the worst that happens is they ask for the last seven days. Here you go. Well, you're you're absolutely right. They don't read that stuff. They don't. I mean, right. all, all the way across the board, because a lot of times I wrote gibberish or I wrote words that weren't complete sentences and they didn't circle or highlight anything. They might because it's too much. I, yeah. I don't know if they ask them to do too much or if those people really aren't. Um, I think trained, maybe, yeah, or maybe randomly they did it. I, I do know that there was uh, Doctor Smith had a, uh, she had a, um, God, I don't know, like a, a what do they call it? Like a clerk, a clerk. She had a clerk, and he would say like, you know, like they, she's like, does she does she read them? He's like, almost never. He's like, honestly, it may be she might say, pull out so and so's, you know, let me see what his are. Like just one person. Out of 150 guys, she grabbed one or two. Tamayo, his name was Tamayo. Tamayo, yeah, playing the law of numbers. Yeah, so you know the chance, and it was like I said once again, they they never bothered me, and mine were every almost every one of them was well, no, those seven were reasonable, semi reasonable, um, but yeah, and, and honestly, like most of them are 
you know, ridiculous. Like it's, you know, someone, you know, I got a small piece of chicken. <laughs> at the, I went to Chow, and they, man, that they motherfucker gave purpose. me a so, gave me a, hit me a small piece of chicken. On he purpose. Gave, gave his homeboy a big old piece just before me, and he he yeah. So they would do that whole thing. And it was just like, <laughs> stop, bro. What are you? Um, it, it, it's amazing how the sometimes if if you're an, an, analyzing it, how the mind works. So I, I bring up the the RSAs to talk about like situations that's happened in in. The RDAP itself. I'm talking about in the morning meeting or in the group that happens right after RDAP. Have you seen like fights? Has there been any fights in the program during the program? There was only like, listen, first of all, by the way, I I heard in the low, this was in the whole time the program had been going. There was only one fight at fist fight. Ever in the RDAP meeting, and that was the one that I saw. Really, and, and it was. You want to hear the yeah, circumstance? So I'm gonna tell you the circumstance behind. Oh, listen, your circumstances is <laughs> yours. Are, yours, your, I've heard some of yours. Yours are way worse. Like this wasn't even like a fight compared to your fight. Um, but literally, what what happened was the one guy, which was so funny too, because he was there for little for tax fraud. So they gave him. He he was supposed to get probation, but he fought so long and gave them such the, them such a hard time that they finally made it a criminal case because they were so pissed at him. Right? Could have just been civil. Pay this fine. He made it in, was such a dick about the whole thing. He ended up getting it turned into a criminal case and ended up fighting. Even then, didn't take didn't take a plea. Didn't take this. Didn't take that. Trial. I don't know if he took him to trial, but I remember that he took it. It was such a long process, and they filed so many motions that when he finally did get sentenced he ended up getting like four or five years he got like five years or something for tax fraud wow now he went big guy i'm not you know it's not like a little tiny guy but he was a white guy white hair um probably six foot maybe six one but he's also 60 years old he was probably late 59 or 60 years old and there was another guy that was samoan but i don't when i say samoan i don't mean samoan like a big fat guy Right. Like a big fat brown guy. I mean Samoan like the rock Samoan. <laughs> he had been to trial. He was a member of like the Crips or the Bloods in Hawaii and had been to trial in the state of Hawaii three times for murder and beat every single case. Wow. He got caught by the feds on a drug trafficking charge. And couldn't beat it. <laughs> no, of course, the feds. Got 10 years, um, you know, mandatory minimum was taking the RDAP program, his mother was sick and dying. And if he didn't pass the program, like literally, he was about to graduate and he would graduate and he would be home and his mother had about six months to a year to live. She was taking chemo and everything, but they were saying like it was just slowing it down. So she literally is ready to get out, go see his mom so he can be with his mother before she dies. Wow. But he's smoking, what, Tucci? In the in the in the bathroom, and this guy went in the bathroom one night and saw him smoking it. And the next day, he said to him, he confronted and leveled him. Right, that, that's a term. I don't know if you anybody saw the last program, but he did a confront level where you go and you confront. The meeting? No, no. no. At, because he said, "Look, the guy. I don't want to get this guy fucked up. First of all, that guy was massive and dangerous, and um." You know, he, he just, he's like, you know, like, and everybody knew he wanted to get home to his mom. 
So he goes and he and he says, "Look, man, this is what happened." Blah blah. He tried to talk. He tried to talk to him, and the guy goes instead of saying, "Man, I'm sorry, you're right," you know, and just he said, like he said, "I'm going to confront level," and he's he'll own up to it. I'll say, "Hey, no big deal. Don't even worry about it. Like we're good." Instead, the guy goes, "Nah, bro, that didn't happen. You don't know what you're talking about." And he goes, "No, no, I do know what I was talking about because I came in, and then so and so came in, and he also saw you." Now, he doesn't want to pull you up, and he, but I'm just saying you did this. Like, just own up to it. I won't pull you up. I just want to let you know that I did confront level you, and like if I see you again, I'll pull you up, but it's not a big deal. And he goes, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. That never fucking happened. He goes, you understand me? That never happened. And he was like, all right, man. Okay, I understand. I understand. Not realizing that that was a threat. Like, that was basically a threat. Like, do you understand me? That didn't happen. That that's enough for me to know it could go bad. Like yeah, this is not that, a guy that to him is as close of a threat. Like the next the next rung is I'm stabbing you. You know. So he he goes he goes all right man okay all right and he walked away. Wow. And then the next day, we're at the morning meeting, and he stands up, and he says, "I'd like to pull up Mister So and So." The big, the 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 not the big, me, Samoan. Um, the big Samoan, and he stands up, and I remember thinking, "Oh, oh you knew about heck. it ahead of time." Yeah, listen, he was part of what Doctor Smith used to, used to call the the narcissist group. So this guy was a friend of mine, a guy named Joseph Vitali, another guy by the Which name guy, the Samoan. No, no, the, no, the 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 white collar guy for the for the tax fraud, the he tax was a fraud. Of yours. Yeah, we she used to so call. Was him. he part of the narcissist group? He was a part of the narcissist group. The so he collar. already told us at lunch this is what happened, and we were like, "Yeah, but bro, you know, he's trying to get home to his mom, and I wouldn't pull him up. I would just, you know, he's I'm going to confront and level him, and if he owns up to it, then you know, I'm going to give him a chance. If he owns up to it, no big deal. Like that's fine. I get it. Like, a, but you know, he is. He's in a drug program. He's smoking. He's smoking. You know, drugs in, in the bathroom. Like, this has been going on. Like, and I saw him. So if he owns up to it, not a big deal. I don't care. But if not, then, you know, I need to do something. Like, it was, he was, he was semi-buying into it, but he was also an opportunity to have a valid pull-up for him. And we're saying this guy is a, he's, he's a gang member. He's already beat three murder charges. Like, this could go bad. But also, being in the RDAP program, in the low you felt a certain security, like you couldn't really get hurt because the people in the RDAP program you felt like weren't going to hurt you because they had so much to lose. So he felt, and, and keep in mind, this is a guy that came, he literally, he got to prison and within a couple months, he's in the RDAP program. So he doesn't Which guy? Re- the, the, the tax fraud guy. Okay. What's funny is he has a, a strange name and it's in my book. I just don't want to have to go through it. He has right. like an, an Italian name. Um, so... The tax fraud guy felt comfortable. He didn't really experience – like, first of all, he turned himself in, never went oh, to yeah. the county, turned himself in to the front To the gate, prison, yes. To the prison. So let's face it. He got there. He was in a unit for a couple months and went straight into RDAP. So you haven't really experienced prison. Prison. You no, came to a low. That Those are the worst ones. Right. The, the, they, people warn you about them. They, they call the police and they're like, uh, officer, he uh, such and such. Yeah. yeah. So he he stood up. He calls calls the guy up. The Samoan stands up, and the Samoan is sitting there staring at him. And, and by the way, this is the next best thing too. By the way, the Samoan was in like the second row. The tax guy is in the first row. They're uh, okay, facing okay. each other. They're across from each other. 
Yeah, but they, they are. But the one, the Samoans one row back. So he has to. So he he can't like you know. There's a row in front of people in front of him. Right. He actually goes. Yeah. He goes moves. Tells people to move, and he steps out of the row. Now here's the funny the thing Samoan. about that. The Samoan typically you just stood up where your chair is, right? Right. But a week or so before that, a couple of guys had suggested that you that if you were too close to each other, then you stepped. You should step out of the row to get some distance. Right. Um, so people were like, he's pretty far away. He's like 10 feet away from him. But he stepped out of the row. No big deal. And then for some reason, the tax fraud guy also steps out of the row. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's in the front row. So the, so he kind of steps into the row. So now he, this guy is, and he steps out and he's standing right. So he's now he's got a straight shot right to him. Right. Takes he takes five or six steps and he's right there. So as he's explaining, I saw you in the bathroom. You were smoking, you know, K two or two, whatever he called it, K two. And um, he's like, you know, and then I confronted and leveled you, and you told me that that never happened, and I that's not true because so and so also saw you. Now I've got backup. That no, oh my, and the guy, and then so you, do you remember the, the thing? You tell what happens, right? And then you say. What the um, what they they call it the uh, the um, the damaging consequences of your actions are, and then they had the damaging consequences. Right. So he goes, the damaging consequences of your uh, the damaging consequences are, and the Samoan goes, I got your damaging consequences, <laughs> and I mean three steps and swings on the guy. So the tax guy ducks and he catches him. In the arm, Whoa. missed him. These right. are two massive guys, bro. Both of them were big. Catches him in the arm, swings again, catches him in the back of the head, like misses the head. Guys jump in to grab him to try and stop it, right? They all want to be a hero in front of all the DTSs are there. They grab him. Um, the one guy, what was my, my buddy's name? This guy, God, this guy was nuts. He jumps in. He gets swung on. He almost, he gets a, almost gets another, like, it's amazing because, you know, I love it when you see these fights in movies. You know, you've seen enough fights to know, like, you watch the ones in the movies and you're like, that's not how it goes. No. Guys are it never making a good connection. Nope. Unless they get you on the ground or they, you, you're unconscious or something, they get you pinned or something. Like, almost never do you actually get a, a good strike. So, Anyway, they hold everybody down. They grab them and pull them, and they're holding them down. And they, of course, the the, the DTSs hit the deuces, which is a little red button that they have on their on their um, radios. They hit the button, you boom, and everybody from everywhere is coming all over the compound. <laughs> cops immediately dis cops, sorry, correctional officers immediately descend on that. Like they boom converge on that one location. So we're talking about. 20 seconds later, 30 seconds later, because you never see these guys move this fast. The, the, the COs won't do anything fast, but when they hit that button, boom, they just run. So they immediately pour in there and grab these guys and drag them apart. Here's what's funny is that I remember the, uh, uh, the tax accountant guy, like they both went to the shoe. The tax guy comes back right away the next day. Like, look, he didn't do anything wrong. I just pulled him up. Right. Think about it. I was like, "What did I do?" Actually, I think he came back that that day. I remember, but I remember the next day, we, we were like, "Damn, bro! Like you dodged that." You. He's like, "No, he he hit me in the arm, and we were, we were in the shoulder, and we were like, um, yeah, but he hit you in the that, shoulder.' That was a fight. We were like, "Yeah, but you, he, yeah, but it was your shoulder." He, he's like, "I can barely move my arm." 
He goes, if he'd made contact with my head, he said, I think I'd be dead. And we were like, he barely, like, it didn't look like he even had a good solid connection. But this is a big guy. Wow. I mean, he was like, I'm telling you, he'd have knocked me out. He'd have broken my jaw. My, I'd have been messed up. Anyway, yeah, so they dragged the Samoan off. And um, he, he, does, he does not see his mother. I found out like a year or so later when I was actually just about to leave prison. They said his mom like died. I don't think he ever ended up getting through RDAP. Like I think brutal, brutal. <laughs> so that's my cl- – that, that, that we, we all were like that was a fight. That was definitely a fight. There was punching. People got – there was some connection. Not the kind of fights that you saw. These are low fights. These are low fights. It was only, <clears throat> and you only had one. These are like, these are, <clears throat> these are low fights. Like, you only had one. I think I. Well, there's there's in the meeting or in group. I'll just stick with the meeting, and and I'll just give um, two examples because I'll give this the the stabbing example, which I thought was stabbing in the eye. In the eye. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I'm going to give the fight first. Okay. Because I thought it was funny. So it was one of those mornings where, you know, they asked for, uh, we call them help-ups or the pull-up. Yeah. They asked for help-ups and nobody helped each other up. Oh. So the DTS, you know, they made the announcement, nobody has a help-up. You're all doing so wonderful. Yes. That nobody needs any help. So we're all sitting there. We're looking around. There might have been one fake one that morning, but we're all looking around. So um, a buddy of mine named um, Ray, he's like, ah, to hell with it. So he throws his hands up, <laughs> raises his hand. Ray. So Ray helps up. Um, uh, uh, and, 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 and in the pen, it's clicked by. So if, if you're black, you can really. So blacks have privileges. We can help any race up. Unbelievable. The whites can only help up the whites. Unbelievable. They can only white- help up the blacks if it's cleared. What about white privilege? In prison, it, you lose it. Sorry. <laughs> you have the privilege of getting your stuff taken. That's all you. So if, if if the whites can only help up the whites unless they get clearance. Oh my God. And the serious? Spanish can only help up the Spanish. Only the blacks can help up. We can cross races. Like we 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 we're dominance. There's so many of us there. So whenever they send one of you guys, it's kind of like, look, wonder why that is. Your your people did this to you. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was a white guy. Ray's a white guy. He helped up another white guy. This was, you know, Hello, so yeah, or, yeah. I bet you the other guy didn't feel he was helping him at all. No. So what had happened was apparently guys, because you had to be pressed. Your uniform had to be pressed and tucked in of and course. looking nice. Of course, his wasn't pressed. No. So in the desperation for help up, Ray said, eh, we'll, just, we'll give you an example. He goes, Matt, I noticed your shirt wasn't pressed this morning. You know, in RDAP, we're required to have a pressed uniform, shirt and pants. And I feel like you're struggling with, like, responsibility. Did I put that on responsibility? Yeah. You're struggling with responsibility and, and, um, and the willingness. Other standing like he's standing. He, did, yeah. did you have to stand like you arms straight? Like you had to. True. So what happened was both like of them, soldier. <clears throat> both of them were on one side. So they're they're sitting, one sitting in the third row, and the other one sitting in the first row. Ray was in the back. The guy he helped up was in the front. The other white guy he helped up. So he told him that you know I think you're struggling. He went through the the process. So they handed the other guy the mic after he finished talking. They handed the other guy the mic. 
and the mic and the guy turns around. He's supposed to repeat back what Ray said. Right. And instead of repeating back that I'm struggling with willingness helping this, he said, are you really going to help me up because you think my shirt's wrinkled? That's exactly what he told him. Ray's like looking around. Like, yeah, because yeah, you can't you know. do that. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, so then one of the mentors is like, um, Mr. Matt, you need to repeat back what Mr. Ray said. Right. He goes. And so everyone stops. They look at him. He goes, are you kidding me? You really going to help me up because you think my shirt is wrinkled. Right. So everyone's like, Mr. Such and such. He throws the mic down. And he's like, he doesn't like, excuse me, let me get to this guy. He just barrels through people where he actually knocks people in the chair down and he grabs Ray by the neck. Like, and, and I guess Ray in, in the, the thick of the scheme of things, because he never moved. He was standing there like this with the mic in his hand. He was just the whole in shock. Time. Yeah, the whole time he went down. Like he went down like this with the mic. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the other side of the room watching the whole thing because Ray, like you said, Ray came back like four days later, you know, and we're talking about it. We're laughing because he begins choking Ray. So he's on top of another person choking him. Everyone's trying to move out of the way. The people he's knocked down, everything. Nobody's trying to pull him, pull him off him. No, the, the staff did. Of course, they hit the deuces and they're trying to pull him off. They can't get him to let go of Ray's neck. To when the other staff members come and stand him up, he's actually still got Ray's neck in his hands. So when they, so like twenty seconds later, because all you hear, ah, 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 stop, stop. Ah, ah, the ah, ah, damaging consequences stop, are. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so when they pull and stand him up, he's still holding Ray. It takes a staff member on the right and a staff member on the left to pull his arms off of Ray's neck to get him to let go. <laughs> and that's that's when he let go of him. But I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that was a fight. It was just It's an assault. Yeah, that's an assault. <laughs> it, it was bizarre to me because he had on his shirt was actually wrinkled. His shirt was actually it, it's it's for him to get that mad. I know. Like all you had to do was say, you're right. You know, my I, my shirt is is you know my shirt is you know it is wrinkled. I am Dan. I I am I am suffering from whatever. Our- exactly for to, and and it wasn't like he was anxious to do it. Yeah, like we sat there well, under duress. Yeah, I, somebody uh, needs to need, pull up somebody. Yeah, somebody needs to pull up somebody. Yeah, <laughs> for something stupid. Like what what are they going to ask you to do? Do three hour essays or or um, iron three of your of your uh, th- uh, three of your um, iron your your roommates. Uh, you know, shirt for the next two days. Like it's nothing like, like that's just a stupid. That, and he didn't even expose you because this guy was on drugs also. Yeah. It's not even even expose you to something you actually did wrong. Yeah. You know, but he was absolutely offended. Like, are you like he was dumbfounded? Like, you're going to pull me up now, he because my just, shirt is. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. So you get kicked out of the program. You're not going to get the year off all because you had a little temper tantrum. Correct. Yeah, that was that was that was the bizarre one. So it, anyway, that fight is because Ray was Ray was the um, other mentor I told you about that was kind of my buddy, and and I bring that up because what was funny about that to me is the fact that Ray went down and when they pulled him back up, he you know he never let go. Ray never let go of the mic. That's what I meant. To say. I haven't pulled. I haven't finished my pull up. <laughs> yeah, like all right, I need you to. Uh, <laughs> 
He never let go of the mic. Like when he went down or when he came back up, he never, he still had the mic in his hand. He never defended himself or tried to fight the guy. Everybody else is trying to get him I'm off. I'm just trying to get you off. Yeah, I'm just trying to get you off. <laughs> yeah, iron your shit next time. Yeah. Iron your shirt next time. <laughs> All right. So the other fight during the meeting happened in the, in the, at the beginning of the meeting. It wasn't a fight. It was that was also an assault. So I guess th- these are all assaults. Yeah, the other one was because the, the, the like the, the the guy the tax guy he didn't fight back. <laughs> he didn't fight back. So, and, and you're right because um, they're all assaults. Because when I think about them, one person that gets helped up gets mad and attacks the other person. You know, because I've I've had some guy running. You know, and they had to, yeah, it's, it, they're all assaults. Yeah. They're all assaults. Cause you, you helped me up. You just embarrassed me. I'm gonna, cause we had a Samoan guy too that, that snapped. They let him actually stay, but they didn't actually get in the fight. They were, he was chasing the guy, right? He couldn't get to him. <laughs> and they still let him stay, but anyway, <laughs> they ended up like actually resolving Listen, that. We I had a surprise. We had some <laughs> funny shit, bro. We had, we had a guy one time that worked in the rec yard and, so another inmate that worked at the rec yard, there was another art app participant that didn't return like the, you know, the ab wheel thing. Right. Like he didn't return it. He, so he had to go get it from him and he knew he had, he had signed it out. So he saw that he was like, oh, it's a pull up. So he went to, well, it wasn't, it was pull up, but it wasn't. He went to him. He said, listen, man. I signed your wheel in. You left. He's like, oh, man, I can't believe that. He's like, I, I let my buddy use it. He was supposed to turn it in. He's like, yeah, man, but, you know, it's your responsibility. You should have just come and had him sign it out. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, but I, I put it in everything. He said, look, I don't want to be an issue, man. He said, just get me a couple bags of chips at commissary and, like, a six-pack. He goes, so two bags of chips. I don't care what kind of chips. He goes, two bags of chips and and, and a six-pack of Coke. Like, that's all. He's like, like we'll just quash you it. You had to pay. He had to pay for it to turn that wheel in or something? No. Or it just extortion? It was extortion. Holy Like, you don't mackerel. want me to pull you up. We're both in the program. You give me a couple bags of chips and a six-pack, I won't say nothing. Holy smoke. So he looked at me and he goes, you serious? He said, yeah, bro, I don't want to mess. I don't want to get you messed up. Like, I don't want to pull you up. So just give me. And he's like, oh, okay. So the next day, I'd like to pull up Mr. So-and-so. He stands up, the guy that left the wheel for manipulation. He said, yeah, I was in the rec center and I left the wheel. He said, I got a call. I, my buddy said, hey, I'm using the wheel. Let me let me do it. He goes, okay, make sure you turn it in because I signed it out. He said, no problem. I left. He goes, that was my fault. I messed up. He said, but then Mr. So-and-so came to me and told me, he knew what I had done, and he signed it in, and he wasn't going to say nothing if I got him two bags of chips and a six-pack. And so everybody is like, like you know, you're supposed to be perfectly quiet, but even then, the whole room went, ooh. <laughs> it was a little, ooh. Um, and all of a sudden, and he said, so, he said, the damage and consequences is you're manipulating, and you ain't going to get you, he goes, I ain't got your fucking chips and your or your six-pack, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we roared laughing. And of course, they, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Stop that. Stop that. It was like, beautiful. <laughs> anyway, like, you know, so he, he went through the whole, and they did. They seriously went through the whole thing. And the guy was like, you're right. I did do that. I did this. And he said the whole thing. I did do it. I did this. I did this. I didn't want to pull him up. And he said, the truth is, you know, I don't have commissary. And, 
you know, I, 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 I just thought, you know, he always gets lots of comments there. I thought no big deal. We'll make it, you know, do it a, a personal, you know, out of the thing. He said that was wrong. It was manip- manipulation. Like he had to do something. He didn't get, he didn't get rephased. He didn't get anything. It was no big wow. deal. Lots of people got like nine. Let's face it. 95% of the people that got 99% of the people that got pulled up didn't re- didn't end up being kicked out or even held back. Right. The problem was when it was repetitive or it was major. Like there was some stuff that was major. Right. There's like the time that a couple of guys went in the bathroom and and there were shower stalls and you would go into go to the bathroom where the toilets were. Well, there was a, there was a whole room with shower stalls and you know they could tell somebody's in one of the shower stalls. Like it's two in the morning and somebody's I can hear somebody in a shower stall. And they kind of step back and look, and there's four feet in the shower stall. Like there's the the big door, and there's four feet under there. And you're they're like, hmm. <laughs> shower's not running. There's four feet and two knees. Hmm. <laughs> this is this is an odd situation. Yeah, it is. It is. This is this is pull up situation like he skipped the confront level part yeah and went straight to well, the pull up he was having the confront level in yeah. the shower he, but, um, <laughs> and the guys they stood up both of them had they had to stand up the one guy said nah man ain't like that everybody was like holy shit nah man ain't like that like you know you're supposed to just accept it like hey i was in the shower because i didn't say what we what they were doing he's like i don't know what you were doing but i knew though there was four fucking feet i couldn't see your heads Something's up. All, all four of them. Yeah. And <laughs> the guy said, and the guy goes, he said, he actually said something. They were like, hey, 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 hey. But he said, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I got to clear this up. And he, he said, he said, no, nah, man, I was just giving, a, I was just, I, I was just giving a haircut. We're just giving him a haircut because, you know, oh, yeah. they, and they was like, oh, man, that's a, that's a bad excuse. Like, <laughs> like, that's not, first of all, he ain't got a haircut. <laughs> He got some big old shaggy hair, same shaggy hair he had yesterday. When he went in, it's yeah. more shaggy now. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> oh, we had some hilarious ones. Hilarious. Law enforcement often questions him, not because he's suspected of a crime, but because they find him fascinating. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. Sorry, go ahead. All right, no problem. I'm Guys go- playing their... Oh, listen, I got some good... Keep uh, going. You got some good ones, too. But anyway, the, the, do, the, do, the, do the fight. Do that one. All right. So anyway, I want to hear... What was the guys playing their what? The what? Oh, guys were paying their bookies. And so you're oh, getting yeah. a big old thing full of, full of commissary. And instead of coming straight back to RDAP to the unit, you walk and meet another guy. And, and these... There's like a guy that saw, sees the guy. Right. He sees him. Right. And, and he's like, so he goes to him and says, look, I saw you with the commissary. I saw you give it to this guy. He's a known bookie. You give him a whole thing. <laughs> right. Like you're gambling and you're paying your gambling debts. Like one, you're not supposed to be, of course, obviously participating in gambling. And two, you're, you're not supposed to be giving your commissary to anybody else. And so obviously, Jeez. and you're paying, like, like across the board, everything you're doing is a pull-up. And instead of the guy, the, the guy just said, he said, no, man. He said, that's, I, what do you said? No, no, no. He said, no, no, I, I owed him that from the store from before I even came into RDAP. Like he gave him some spiel. Right. But of course he knew that was a lie, right? Like, you know, it's a lie. So now he's going to pull him up the next day. So the one guy, the gambler starts thinking about it thinks about it and thinks about it. Now, the other guy, by the way, that was going to pull him up, he was um, uh, a, a 
he was there for pictures. So the one guy's a hardened guy. That's what was so funny is you'd have these soft, soft guys that were there for being perverts that are, you know, they're just as soft as cotton. <laughs> Pulling up guys that are like gangsters, well, like dangerous murder, people. Right. Murder three times. Right. Exactly. I like and never. not thinking anything of it. Like, do do You know, I'm going he's like, Oh, listen, I saw you paying the dude. Right. And it's just like I you understand that in the real world, you don't talk to me. In another unit, you don't say hi to me. I'd kill you. But here, you're telling me, I'm going to pull you up, and I'm going to tell on you. And I'm I mean gonna... it. I mean it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Right. So he says it. He says, and he said, yeah, okay. He's like, well, okay, I okay. And he leaves. The confront level goes badly. The gambler thinks about it a little bit and goes into his room, like after count. He goes into his room and leans into him. And says, if I get pulled up, I'll fail the program. I'm a month away from graduating. He has let me explain something. He said, I'll come in here and I'll beat you to death. Do you understand me? I got a wife and two kids that are depending on me. And I don't care what you think you saw. Like, I mean, he just leans into him. And although he says the whole thing, right? And he, of course, the, 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 the pervert is immediately like he comes and tells like, you know, oh, my God, this is what he said. Because we all kind of know what's happened. Like, you know, half the unit knows when there's a pull up, right? At right. least 25 percent of it. So he's terrified. Ter- more like, bro, no, no, he's not going to do nothing. He's not going to do nothing. <laughs> to get him killed. And then this one guy, what was his name? The same guy that was at one of the guys in the narcissist group, right? God, what was his name? Anyway, he says... I'm going to pull them both up. One, because the one guy threatened the other guy. So I forget what he's going to pull him up. And I'm going to pull up the other guy for for him for manipulation because he's not doing – he's not pulling him up. He should have pulled him up. One, you're paying your gambling debts, and then you're threatening this guy. This guy's not doing it because he's afraid. So he's being – doing whatever. Like, oh, listen, we – God, oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, we – went like don't do it bro don't do it like honestly he is scared like we, we're telling him, like if somebody wants to pull him up that's fine but don't pull them up he's like this is a perfect pull up for me this is perfect guerrero his name was thomas guerrero listen thomas guerrero was insane insane but um anyway um well he was like we had one of those call him a blindsider yeah but you know he, he didn't pull him up oh he didn't and in a very real way i'm gonna be honest with you I was disappointed because the drama of that pull-up would have been amazing. Oh, that's, those are the best meetings. A a legitimate pull-up, blindsided someone and having them to confront that and watching the – you ever notice how the tension – like you got a regular meeting, you know, mumbling, and, blah, 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 and all of a sudden every all eyes are – I don't know this mumbling that you're talking about. Like our meetings were dead silent. Eh, Nobody – we were – we were terrified. We were terrified. Oh, like guys would be like, if you lean in and said, like, like, man, that's crazy. What's it? The guys would go, huh, huh, huh. oh yeah, they didn't want to answer. And they would, they no, because literally two guys did that. The DTSs are watching. They would go, Mr. Cox, Mr. Cox, Mr. Allen, did you have something to say? What did you just stand up? And listen, you better damn well say something. Like, 
Oh, I, I was just saying that. Uh, uh, I was just saying, that, and you better come up with something. Oh, so you were saying that that was funny that he that you think that's funny. You think that he's trying to help him and do the right thing. And while he's doing that, while you should be learning, you're you're you know say, talking to Mr. Allen. Do you think that's funny? Oh, wow. Someone pull him up right now. Someone, what's what's he what's he um not suffering from? What do they call he's it? Struggling. What's he struggling with? And some boom guy would be like, oh. okay. so Mr. Jones will stand up. He's standing up. Oh, you're struggling with, uh, and they go through the whole thing, and they'd be like, like Jesus, like you've I've watched. It made me wish I was you so I could say stuff like they they, they used to just beat the slaves. Like what? I mean, what's with listen, the humiliation? Listen. <laughs> Why not just beat us? Listen, <laughs> I had, we had a guy, so you weren't allowed to bring in seasoning to, yeah, to, to, to the, the chow, chow hall, right? Was that yours too? No. Okay. I mean, we weren't, but no. Okay. So we had a guy one time. So these guys ate together. It's because all the RDAP people eat together yes. pretty much. So you're sitting there and you're eating and the one guy pulls out some seasoning, right? Like he had a, um, uh, a, a, Top ramen soup, right? He pull you pull out the seasoning, so he cuts it open. He's got it cut up, so he pulls it out and he puts it on his his food. because the food is bland. super bland, and and a lot of times they just don't have salt. They don't have any seasoning. Like they're just out. Like there'd be months go by, you don't have any salt, and so he puts some seasoning on it. And, and other guys look and see, like they're all sitting there, like <laughs> like that's like like you would you would think he pulled out some some uh, some powder cocaine and snorted it on the table, like. <laughs> Like, you know, it's no big deal. But I mean, you think he put a little seasoning and they all went like, not, he's thinking these are my buddies. I'm almost through the program. And this was, by the way, this was like the second or third day I was in the, in the morning meeting. This happened. So the guy, they go in, they, everybody raises their hand, you know, any pull-ups, like one guy raises his hand, stands up. He says, yes, I'd like to pull up Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson stands up and he's like, um, yesterday uh, we were having lunch together and you pulled out seasoning. Mr. Johnson knows we're not supposed to have seasoning. I know because we've had this conversation many times. He pulled out season. He seasoned his food and um, you're struggling with uh, entitlement and what, you know, so he names a couple of things he's struggling with. And then, so the, Mr. Johnson goes, you know, you're right. Yesterday I, I did, you know, I did pull out my such and such. I did season it. You know, uh, I am struggling with this and this. So he starts to do it. And then suddenly the DTS goes, wait a second. Who was sitting at the table? Um, My big brother was there and so-and-so was there. Okay. She goes, stand up. Mr. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, stand up. And they're like, she's like, why didn't you raise your hand? You saw him with put the seasoning, and they were like, and so the the big brother, who's basically about to graduate, right? He's like, um, I didn't think it was a big deal. You, you didn't think it was a big deal that he snubbed his nose at the rules, that he suffers from entitlement. You're a big brother. You didn't think it was a big deal, really? Rephased, um. It, then the other guy, he's like, "Why didn't you mention it?" He said, "Um, uh, I was, I was, I, because I, I, I mentioned it to him. I, I did, I did. I, I, I was going to talk to him about. It. I haven't talked to him yet because he started to say he did talk to him, but then he realized, oh, I better not say that because now what if this guy turns on me and says you never talked to me? <laughs> so he's like, because I don't know what happened. This guy went off the reservation. Like I don't. So he's like, uh, I mean, I didn't talk to him yet. I was going to talk to him about it because you know, it was wrong and I knew it was wrong. She's like, why didn't you just pull him up? You didn't talk to him yet." 
and you didn't pull them up. So I remember sitting there thinking, and the next thing you know, damaging consequences. And then, of course, they all give them an assignment on what they have to do. The one big brother, because, you know, they can't fuck up at all. He gets rephased. But, but while they're sitting there just going through, I remember saying, thinking, this is the second day I'm there, right? I lean into the guy next to me and I go, are we talking about salt? <laughs> and he, you know what he does? Not assault. You know what he does? What? Like he, I say, were we talking about salt? He goes like this. He goes, don't talk to me. Like he, he literally says, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Like he goes, don't talk to me. And I thought, where the fuck am I? What is happening right now? <laughs> this guy's terrified. These guys are all petrified. Nobody, is, I'm looking around like, <laughs> Like, seasoning people yeah, yeah this is we're talking about salt <laughs> and saison mixed together in a packet that they bought that i have that i brought in my own i can't bring my stuff into the like in every unit in the in the place the guys are bringing in big old salt things that they bought from commissary like nobody cares but rdap you couldn't so it was like three three people got pulled up Actually, that's not even true. I think it's four people because I think one of the guys said I asked my big brother if I should do it. And he said not to worry about it. And so that guy got pulled up. So there was like four people got pulled up because one guy sprinkled salt on his <laughs> potatoes. Like it was like, this is insanity, bro. You'll never make it through this. But <laughs> And you were so, right. <laughs> and I was at a soft ass low. Tell me about the stabbing. <laughs> All right, so um, r- real quick, well, apparently we have a. Um, I think we spoke about jackers in a jackers. podcast before. Well, we have we have what was. Let's be clear. You have snipers, sniper, and you have gunners. So there's two categories of jackers. So he's a a sniper. So what, he was the one that would look out the window. So from a distance. So he's a sniper. Yeah. So he's out. The, he's from the distance. He sees them. He he yes. So the problem he had is he didn't have a. You got to do that. You got to get me on this one. Going. <laughs> problem was he didn't you have ever a, walk by one of those guys and you're like, yes. <laughs> What's happening? Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> yes, I have. All right. The problem he had was it a Silence of the Lambs moment where he's <laughs> yeah, it's like ah. You know, he did poke him in the eye. But, <laughs> but, Sorry. All right. The problem he had was he didn't have a a cell where he could see the people that he wanted to see the gun. So what he would do is he would like borrow a couple of people's cell that he could borrow. But unfortunately there was a, a gentleman that had a perfect cell so at, at every move. All the staff members go out and they stand in front of the unit to watch the compound as they're moving and they come back in. So he would go in a gentleman's cell, right? And I guess the gentleman said something to him because, you know, we operate by cars in the pen. So he would go in his cell without his permission to gun. So like he'd come back and he'd be looking out the window in the guy's cell. So he did that a couple of times. And the people in his car, he was from Louisiana. People in his car told him to stop. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, OK, I'll stop. You know, but um, I got a problem. He, he would admit he had a problem. This is in the program. I, you guys know I got a problem. I'm struggling with jacking. Yeah, I'm struggling you guys with jacking. on the pull up. Right. So, so he was told to stop. And he went back in the guy's room, right? So when after he was told to stop, he still went back in there. So he's got what, problems. He's got Zach. a problem. I mean, he uh, you're very, you seem very judgmental. I, I mean, I know I'm an am. issue. I, I'm struggling with uh, objectivity. objectivity. <laughs> I'm struggling like he was struggling with his object 
sensitivity. But anyway, he he was told, like, listen, bro, by the people in this car that's in the unit, he's like, bro, they, they've already told them that you were in there this morning. Oh, man, you guys going to have a problem? He's like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, he's like, well, who told him? I don't know who told them, but someone's already told them that right. you were in there again. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to you. That's exactly what my buddy had told. Well, not my buddy, but there's a friend of mine in the unit had told him. So after he told them that, they call the morning meeting. Basically telling them you're going to have to go. Everybody in the car, we've warned you about jacking. We've seen you jacking again. So you're going to have to go. You have to get out of the car or you have to turn yourself in, like check in? Or I, It might have been you have to check in. Or so, you have to leave the program. Well, that was... A given? I, Not. Well, jacking off in somebody in another car's room is probably uh, taboo for... Yeah, it's probably a, a, a go to the shoe. <laughs> yeah. You got to get yourself off the compound or you're going to get, you might get hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, he was That's given- why I never masturbate in another man's room. Uh, good for you. Good for you. You know? And, and and that's not even theoretically speaking. That's actually. But anyway. <laughs> he just cracks himself up. I know. It's funny. <laughs> so- All right. So, after being told that, they start the morning meeting. So, the guy that warned him is sitting on the front row. And he is in the meeting. So apparently, instead of just turning himself in or going or knowing what the consequences is, he feels that he has to retaliate somehow. So as the meeting is starting, after we give our um, our pledge or whatever that little morning. Oh, yeah. Um, Stop it. <laughs> Do you know it? Do you remember it? I remember ours, yeah. Oh, well, kind of. I, I was trying to remember it. I was going to write it down. Unfortunately, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh my God! It's the uh, I am committed to my treatment for the betterment of of my life through community as a method. Humble, I present myself. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I just it's a um, you know I will embrace my community with honesty, integrity, uh, a genuine heart, and an open mind. I I I'm cutting it with things I was thinking. Oh. Uh, yesterday I was a problem. Uh, tomorrow I will be the solution. <laughs> it, it, that's a that's just pieces of it, but yeah, yeah, it was a whole. Yes, you had to give your little morning, they, they, and when everyone, what did they call that anyway? It, it was, was like the, it wasn't the pledge. The pl- it, it was the uh, the the mission statement or something. Yeah, it was. They had a different name for it, but but, but program well, statement. Program statement. Thank that's you. That's what it was. But when a here's a problem. When a hundred and fifty guys say it at once, goosebumps. It, it's doctrination. It is so cultish. Yes. The cultishness of the whole sitting there was it with the first few weeks with all these guys saying it in, in real solidarity and seriousness. Oh, they make you, you memorize feel, it. That's part of phase of one is to memorize it by three weeks in. Of course. You know the you know the program statement? Uh if uh I uh yeah, they make you remember. Like I can't yeah, really remember. they call somebody, Mr. Johnson, stand up. Say the program statement. Yes. I present myself to the community and do it. And then they would ramble it all off. Yeah. Uh, scary. So right after the program statement, everyone sits down and you, well, I'm watching. So you see him stand up. So he sat two rows behind the guy that gave him the warning. So you see him stand up and kind of slouch, slouch, slouch. S- yeah. not slouch, but squeeze in between the two guys in the row in front of him. Right. And then he takes the guy that warned him from the back. He's behind him. He takes him behind the head, pulls his head back, and sticks a shank in his eye. So right it, in it, the meeting. It's a whole. Whoa. Yes. 
grabs him yes. in the eye. In the eye. Uh, the guy wiggled, so it didn't go into his eye this way. It went into his eye under there. So it, did, it didn't pierce the eye? It didn't pierce the he eye. He didn't pull it, pull it out and have a big eyeball on his thing? No, he didn't. Oh. So because he wiggled, he got him right under the eye. He stuck it in there, but the guy was able to, to, to fend him off because whatever he did, he stuck him in there. You could see the thing in his eye, and there's blood. Did he have the thing sticking? Was he? No. No? No, because like, <laughs> he didn't, let, he didn't no. let go. Whatever he did with his hand, pulled it back. he pulled it out and made him fling it across the room. So however he reacted, right? But you see him, ah, oh, my eye, he's screaming. You know, and this is as we're, the the um, the facilitators talking, okay, group, we're, ah! You know, but I see him get up, Right? And I don't see what he's doing. I look at the facilitator thinking the facilitator is going to say something. Then I, when I look back, he's screaming. But then I see the, the blade go flying across the floor. He's screaming, ah, ah. So the, the guy was sitting next to his best friend. So after he stabs him in the eye, the, him and the best friend start fighting. You know, they're boom, boom. They're, and they're going blow for blow. This is connections. Boom, 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 boom. The DTS are screaming, stop, stop. So they're spraying the the pepper spray, which is long douches like. So, and I, I want to say this by the way: the guy that got stabbed in the eye was one of the better R dappers. He was really liked by the DTS, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because he clearly didn't he didn't have it coming. No, he clearly I, didn't have it because when basically all he told him was stop. Well, he had to deliver the message that you need to stop. So he was the deliverer of the message. So. He was gun. He was in someone else's room jacking off. They told the people in the car. The people in the car go tell him to stop. He tells him to stop. He doesn't stop. He goes back and goes. Listen, you were in there this morning, and they they've already told the people in the car. So I don't know what's going to happen. Was, you know what I'm saying? It's like kind of like I'm the messenger, and you're going to stab me in the eye. Yeah. So anyway, they they stab him, and he's fighting the other guy. So as he's backing up to fight him. Uh, a guy from the Florida car jumps up and cold cocks the guy. Boom! When he's not even looking, knocks him slap out. Like when he hits him, he goes flat on the floor right in the morning meeting between two chairs. One of the DTS goes over to him with the pepper spray and sprays him unconscious in the face for about 30 seconds. Like boom, boom. To the point where another DTS goes, I think he's out. <laughs> like that's not a roach you're yeah, spraying. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> He's trying to spy. He, he's not even reacting to the pepper spray. You're just but I think that was his anger. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know. God. It was unbelievable. Um, I tell you, I saw that guy a little bit later, and he doesn't exactly remember what happened. He thinks that um that he passed out or he tripped and fell he goes i think i tripped and fell and knocked myself out like yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's what happened happen. yeah <laughs> that's the way i see it too i remember it too but but he he still claims it, it was weird because when i saw him he was on suicide watch only there because he could get to see more nurses he he i asked him so it was funny because I asked it was a it was a police officer there also and it was one of the COs that were there and I was watching someone on suicide he was watching someone else right because you were a suicide companion suicide companion right. and me and the CO were asking him like 
Like, why do you do that? And he was trying to tell me that women actually <laughs> love was, that. Oh, they love it. They love it. Yeah, they that's love what it. He, he was, me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I go, well, you know what? I go, I've that voyeurism. I've I've heard that some women do like that stuff, but I mean, how do you know? He goes, well, I can always tell by the look in their yeah, eyes. Okay, Let yeah, get out of here, get yeah. It. Listen, Sick puppy. I, 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 so that reminds me, there was a guy named Henry. His last name was Henry. By the uh-huh. way, I, I don't know what his first name was. Black guy, very muscular. In great shape, by the way. So I'm not. It's not like some slob, right? Like, good looking, um, well toned. Like, a, like he was in great shape, right? <laughs> so, do you remember how on Wednesdays they have the staff come in uh, to the Chow Hall? Right. And if you so, if you have a grievance or something, you can go, which is really makes sense. You can go in front of the other. 500 guys in the chow hall or 400 guys, whatever it is, what, what five or 600 guys in the chow hall in front of everybody and go up and talk to the warden or the assistant warden. Like, that's a good idea. So, um, <laughs> at the low, that wasn't a good, you couldn't do that. No, you could do it. You could do it at the medium. They did it at the medium. You had a line, you went up and you could talk to them. I'm just oh, saying, oh. It's, I'm saying if you're, if all of your buddies are like, what the hell is he talking to the cops for? Like, what's he going to talking to the warden for? Like now you, if, what if it's something that like, Did hey, you have to have a witness there with you? It's funny because that was like at the medium. At the low, they didn't really do that. They went up by themselves. Just went up by themselves. Wow. Like at the medium, you would bring somebody with you so they could say this is what they talked about. Right. Like he's not telling on nobody. He just went up to him because he has a problem where they turned down his mother for visitation or something like that. Right. So guy goes up to the, the new assistant warden, which was a female. Right. And, and, um, Oh my God, I'm sorry, I missed a part. The new assistant warden did an inspection of all the units. So our rooms are clean, we're all standing up, just like for count, you're standing there. And she walked around the entire unit, walked by Henry, actually looked in his room, might have said something to him. And he was like, yeah, you know, said, maybe he said something back and then she kept walking. She talked periodically, she'd stop and say something. You know, they wanna seem approachable. Walked at left for the next day or two. He couldn't stop talking about how the warden, how, how she had like looked at him. There was an exchange, something for in his mind. You know how these guys get? They get mental. Like nothing happened there, bro. And he's like, "No, nah, bro." R- RSA. She wants. She wants me. <laughs> yes. Yes. She wants me. The I RSA. I see it in her, in her face. She wants me, man. She looked at me. She looked how I work. She know how I work out, how I look, how she know I put put time in. And she she wants me, bro. She wants me. And his buddies, being good friends, said, <laughs> "I think you're right. I've seen it, bro. Injected it." <laughs> so Henry was not much of an artist, by the way. He drew a picture of himself holding his schlong he had so in the picture he has a schlong that's probably this long and he's like holding it all muscled up naked muscled up looking at you not a great picture he showed it to me showed it to everybody we were all like it's not bad it's not bad first you know you're not you're not going to retire as an artist i can tell you that but it's 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 i don't i can't say the rendition is 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 um you know is accurate as far as i haven't you know we haven't it's a, been. It's a caricature. Yeah, may, I hope so. <laughs> like based on the way your trousers fit, I'm gonna say you went overboard here, but possibly. <laughs> so he says, "I'm gonna give it to the warden. I'm gonna give it to the assistant warden." And of course, his buddies are like, "That's the way to go." <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
We were all Wherever sitting. Wherever they send you, but the, go ahead. I made sure I was in the chow hall. This wasn't an art app, by the way. This wasn't in art app. This was another. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I no. Know. I know. You told me. I've told you this. So we were all in the art app. Like, guys are watching him in line approaching the warden. The, I'm sorry, the assistant warden. And we're like, oh, my God. I think it was the assistant warden. I don't think she was the warden. Assistant warden. So she, he's walking, getting closer. And we're like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And sure enough, if he don't go and unfold and give it to her. And she goes, she takes it and she goes, <laughs> says something to him. And he, she goes, she taps the, the guy, the, <laughs> like the correctional officer next to him. She goes, and he looks at it and he goes, okay. he goes, gets another guy. The guy walks over and he goes, <laughs> okay. I fold it up and she says, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to keep this. And he, he's, and she's like, and they walk behind him, handcuff him, and walk him out of the jaw, out of the jaw hall. And we never saw Henry again. Oh, never saw him again. Like, and it was shocking. Or the or the dick pic. Listen, but look, <laughs> that he was that close to a, an amazing relationship. And I don't know what it was. Maybe she said, "Look, you're just not the artist I need in right. a man." I don't know. Right. But it didn't go the way he planned. Well, I think it did. It just didn't conclude the way you thought it. Well, it I don't. First, first of all, let's be honest. I don't know what happened in the shoe. Right. She may have been. There may have been late night visits. I don't know. They exactly. may be married to this day. So, exactly. in all fairness, maybe it worked out perfectly for him. And, and handcuffed him to let her know she's in the bondage. Maybe she. Maybe she thought. You know what? After looking at this. I need this man to be like a captive audience for me. I need him secluded in the shoe so I can see him on the regular. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what I do know is we never saw Henry again. Did someone else pack his stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The COs, <laughs> correctional officers showed up and packed all the stuff. You know, Nice. Like I said, worked out a lot. Yeah. Loved to work out. So uh, it didn't, I don't think that it carried over into the area that he thought it was. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So there are guys that have issues. Yes. Issues. You know, what was he work what was he struggling with? Objectivity. I think by the picture, I think humility. 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 But uh thought a lot of himself. I'll tell you that. <laughs> thought a lot of himself. Like I couldn't with a straight face draw that picture. Or thought of myself a lot. But uh <laughs> So that I think that covers it, though. You think <laughs> the, the RDAP uh, interesting you, program? I loved it. I I know you listen. I loved the unit. I didn't mind the program. It's just that my problem was: look, I was writing, I, I was writing books, I was writing stuff, and it took up so. Like, people were like, "Oh, it's not a big deal." No, it is a big deal. Like it took up a lot of time. Yes. Like it wasn't like, "Oh, you go to a morning meeting." No, bro. There's homework. There's assignments. There's filling out the book. If you, you got to communicate with people, you have to communicate with people. You and you have to help people, and you have to, and all that. Like even the way I did it, which was basically not participating at all and sliding by, still took up a significant amount of time. Like I'm trying to finish up some stories that I was writing. I'm I'm doing all kinds of little things and. Um, yeah, it was, you know, and it was, I ended up having to pay, I got caught for not paying my restitution. Like there were some things oh, that, yes. you know, so I ended up the whole time I told you this last, uh, the other time was that like the whole time 
I ended up paying either one, so I'm going to say one full restitution payment, one like partial restitution payment because it was my 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 commissary account was actually empty, but they paid me the same day. So they would pay you, and boom, they take it. Yes. So your your payment hits, and then like <laughs> most the immediately gone, the snatch right, right out. So they didn't get like the seventy five dollars or whatever they were supposed to get from me that month, but they got like my eighteen dollars in for sweeping up the compound or whatever job I had at that time, which right. was some silly little job. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I, I, I love that unit. I love the structure of the program. I love that everybody was on their P's and Q's. They were all, it was super quiet, right. super quiet. The people don't realize how loud prison is. <laughs> you know, if you went to the unit, like, I mean, I don't know what it was like in the pen because in the pen, they have a lot of respect. I mean, my understanding is this much, it's still, it's still loud. loud. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was the probably the worst for me was the constant yelling and screaming. I, I am a huge fan of quiet. of quiet. Yes, me too. Me too. I, I liked it for the 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 structure and the activity and the creativity that it had to spark in everybody. And like like you said, you had to communicate with a lot of people. I, I have a lot of ideas floating in my head, so the upbeat ritual was my favorite. Everybody came to me if they had to do an upbeat ritual, and I designed these elaborate. I did these skits and plays on each of the attitudes. My favorite one was the thinking errors. I did them as a like a police lineup, like someone would be like, "What are you struggling with?" And I go bring in the thinking errors, and people came in. You know, like they go blaming, step up to the mic and blame and come up and go, "Hey, you're not going to put this on me." You know, <laughs> you know, a little skit. So I, I, it gave me an opportunity to be creative. So I, I enjoyed it. It, yeah. it, was, it was a good. It was to me. It killed. It took a year because of the lockdowns, like 15 months, but it killed 15 months of time. Yeah, Penn has a lot of lockdowns, so it's it's never nine months. Mm. It took 15 months. So come in. You can't say these things, Kyle. <laughs> Well, I can do it. I can pull up. You can't pull it off. You can't Kyle. pull it you off. Can't. You're not, you're not pull, I can't call it. What's yeah, up? I, <laughs> in general, yeah, this it's already. Remember, I just told you it's like thirty. It was like um, forty three thousand. It's already at forty. Like wow. I woke up this morning, it was at thirty nine. Wow. It's gotten five, almost five. Oh, it was almost at forty. It's gotten almost. Oh, it's gotten over four thousand views in six hours. <laughs> really less no no about six hours about six hours this all thing, right so this guy's amazing okay so, so we're part two rdap part two rdap this time so last time we kind of focused just for your introduction we focused on us and and our views of it this time we ought to focus on like the specific program, oh. the program and and the things that happen yeah, specific events. Right. Well, last time we gave it, I thought we kind of gave an overview. Right. Fly? Little gnat. Oh. Um, yeah, I think like sometimes like Jess will, she tries to grow plants, but she's killed pretty much everything she's tried to Because did we so, talk, did we talk yeah, about. Fly, they attract flies. I'm sorry. Did we talk <laughs> about people who got kicked out? I think we generally talked about yeah, we it. We didn't talk about anything too specific that, that we, we couldn't go over again. We certainly. We didn't talk about team. So I was never. I wanted to be a mentor, right? But well, I was. Let me well, do an intro real quick. Oh, he'll cut. The, sorry, let, let me. Um, oh, I thought I was just talking to you, but I'll oh, okay, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I thought we were. Oh, so you're you're still laying the groundwork. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was. All right, okay, sorry. So, um, I I was never a mentor, but I talked to someone. And you were like disappointed about that, right? Oh my god, pissed. 
anyway, that's that's a whole that's a story for the podcast. But um, because I didn't bring it up. Right. And so finally I brought it up. And, and anyway, I'll bring that in, up in the podcast. But it, the point I was going to make is I never went to team with anybody. But the one of the closest people, I was close to somebody that was a mentor and was back there like when person like to give me some funny stories about the people who got kicked out. I wanted to be there when someone got kicked out, you know, because their reaction, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Like a uh, dude that went off and and f you f you this whole pro like the whole program is BS right and one one dude mooned him like y'all could kiss my white ass is what he told. Boy, I don't think we didn't have anybody break down like oh that. Oh my god, bro! Like the the kicking out stories were always my favorite. So someone I get back, hey, such and such is gone, right? I go, who went back there with him? I used to always pray it was my um it was my. Oh, I got to think of his name. It was my friend. Um, uh, give me a minute. I'm going to think of his name. I got to remember his name. I would pray it was him because he'd tell me, I go, how did it go? Was it smooth? People didn't ask you to come with them. I got asked all the time. But I couldn't do it. It had to be a mentor. Did you have mentors? No, no. You understand? We had multiple people go to team. It wasn't one person with you. There's like, you had three people, three peers come with you. One we had, you, no, three. we had mentors. Those were the people who hung, handed out the mic during the meeting. Right. Yeah, I know who the mentors were. Right. So it would have to be you and you had to pick a mentor. No, nah, we would have we would have like uh, somebody from your process group, somebody from your um, oh, that whatever group. Smarter. Then we would have your big brother. So you'd have you'd go in there with three other guys and guys would be like, yo, Cox, Cox, can you can you come with me? And I'd go, I don't know, bro. Like. You don't. I don't think you want them talking to me about you because I honestly like you're not doing great. Oh yeah. And, and they would go, "No, I want you, bro. Like you're good. You're smooth. Like you can. You can." I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not on your behalf." <laughs> they would be like, "No, I know Jesus. you. You're not going to get me kicked out." I'm like, "I'm not going to get you kicked out, but I'm not going to go in there and say, oh, he's taking the program seriously.' No, I, they're like, I want you to be honest, bro.' And I'd go in there and I'd talk. And when they they'd ask me, I'd say, "I mean, honestly, he's you know, is he trying?" Yeah, he's at 80%. Like, he could do better. Like, you know, he this, he that. I'm like, you know, I mean, he's taking it seriously. Like, I think he seriously wants a year off. But, you know, and I would just tell him, like, this is just what's going on with him. And All right, well, that, but, yeah. but that, what they didn't understand, that helped them. Because the other two guys are bullshitting, trying to get you a good resolution. But when they hear me say, look, here's what I've noticed, the changes. And I tell them some changes. Do I think he could do better? Absolutely. You're doing okay. And they're like, Fuck! Like they don't believe the other two clowns because they know they'll lie. But I'm not going to lie for you. I'm not going to sit here and lie for you. Like, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, well, did but you it ever see anybody get out? Get kicked it, out? Yeah. Not when I was sitting there. Oh. <laughs> but I've seen people get called in because she wouldn't do it really there. They would talk about it, come back, then you'd go into Doctor um, Doctor Smith's office, and there would be the DTSs would be there because the all DTSs sat in with you. Yeah. And so you'd be sitting there, and of course she would say, how's he doing? They'd go, he's doing great, and he's this, and he's that. You know, honestly, I think he could do better. And they'd say, oh, whatever. And then there was this one DTS, the guy I told you that just didn't want to be there. He'd be like, he's doing fine. <laughs> he genuinely didn't want to be there, ever. Um, so the people who got kicked out, you didn't hear any weird stories about oh, their they, reaction? Yeah, sometimes they'd yell and argue, and, but they didn't do anything crazy. Like Because keep in mind, they wanted to be able to come back in three months. You couldn't come back for three months. Oh. And they would bring you back in three months. So where they'd give you a chance, right? 
Um, so yeah, that that so that was an option for them. You know, listen, and, and Dr. Smith talk about manipulative. Listen, one time she one time one of the guys, uh this this young white guy who worked in facilities. You don't want to say this for the podcast? Oh, he's gonna you don't you didn't watch the last one, did you? Colby, no. we we did the whole podcast and then all the stuff we he said I'm recording this. He then clipped that and put it at the end. Oh, which really? was hilarious. So that's why I said, "Are you recording this?" He said he's recording. Though. Like he'll, he'll, we'll do the whole introduction, the podcast, and then he'll clip it and put this at the end. Oh, I didn't see how did that work? How did that work out, Albert? No, it's the second, the last ten videos I put out. It's the second ranking one, aside from the first ranking video, which is your also your video, the oh. other video you did. <laughs> that's why I keep telling you, like, put stuff on your channel, post it. You've got like twelve hundred subscribers already. No, I got to start. You haven't done start. anything. Yeah, I, I got to start. We All right. The problem, you know, the problem was people were complaining because you didn't realize we were being recorded, right? So you were way back from the mic talking, and I knew we were being recorded, so I didn't really say anything because we were just talking, and I wasn't positive he was going to put it at the end. Um, but then I noticed, like, you can definitely hear because you you definitely didn't realize you were you, you knew we were being recorded. You didn't know he was going to put it out because you were way back here, <laughs> and they could barely hear me. You could hear you, but just not great. And people complain. You know, any little thing they they that's wrong. They take the opportunity to complain. Oh, all right. So, all right. Bro, anyway. have you read the? Have you gone on your channel and read the comments? Yes. Have it's disgusting. I know. Like they it's love a, you. I know it's crazy. I, I get you. Right. At least for every seven. To, well, okay. For at least every twenty comments on my channel from my subscribers, at least one guy's calling me a douchebag. At least somebody's being like, "Cox, you narcissistic prick. Why don't you let that dude fucking talk?" Why don't you like there? Somebody's always criticizing me. Yours is it's just gush. It's just disgusting. It, it, it's gushing gush. All right, like look, look, look. Because time. We love you, Zach. I know. We. I know. Oh God. All right. So time is of essence. All right. So I'll let me. I'll bring me. Um. I'll bring the topic up. Um. Did you guys do skits? Yeah. Do you remember any of them that you thought were hilarious? I thought they were all pathetic. It was horrible. You're grown. They're grown men. Oh, oh I listen. I was very much when, when they, you know how, did you ever do the things where at the end, the up, the upbeat ritual, right? That was my favorite. I hate, but they had guys like dancing like chickens and doing right. Like I, I was, listen, I would stand. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like they go, like guys would have to dance like a chicken. Well, you were, everybody got up and circled around, right? As they, and they all had to kind of walk around and dance. I just walked. And I mean, I never, I'm not doing it. They were like, Cox, come on, come on. I go, we're all done here. (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't in there with you. I would, oh, oh. Listen, what's so funny is like, there was some stuff I had no problem with. I have no problem with this and this and this, this, but there's some stuff like, look, you're you're, you're not going to humiliate me. Like that felt like it was humiliating. Some of the things I had. We did some humiliating. So, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that was, that was my favorite. Did did you, so you did the, you did the thing where they had like the game, right? Didn't they do like a game? Well, that was the upbeat ritual, right? But sometimes they would do a game where they would, you didn't have to do a, they had like a game. No, it wasn't the upbeat ritual. It was something where they had like a game where you would stand up and they would call people. Maybe they they would have different things. Sometimes it was a skit, whatever. Sometimes it's just call people randomly. Like they would say, um, uh, I need uh, somebody from, you know, uh, whatever from Green Group. Uh, you know, and then somebody would stand, they'd raise their hand, or if you didn't raise your hand, they'd pick you, which is even worse. So they pick you and you stand up and they'd, they'd, they'd give you a true or false, and then they'd give you some question. 
Do they give you treats out of the closet? Sometimes you would get that. Or if you, of course, if you lost, then you would have to do like something at the end, like dance like a chicken or yeah. talk but like. That, that was like review. That was <clears throat> like review for those tests, the RDAP test to make sure you know the material. No, th- this was just a, a funny thing. Like they would say, you have to tell, tell me something right now, something embarrassing about yourself uh, when you were a kid. And then yeah, guys would say, you know, oh, when I was seven, you know, I uh, my mom kept telling me to hold it and hold it. And we were in the car and I ended up peeing in my pants and, you know, or something stupid. I was at a friend's house and it was two in the morning. I woke up and I got scared and I made him call my mom and come get me. And, you know, like that's that's during phase one. This was in the morning meeting. I've never seen them do it in the, in the morning. I mean, they did that in phase one when people introduced themselves. I mean, no, I mean, keep in mind, everybody did something different. Well, yeah, all the all the programs were kind of ran different, but that's when we did that or they'd ask questions and they'd give out prizes. You know, they'd say like, OK, we're going to give out stuff from the closet. We're going to ask some random questions because they've got the tests coming up. Right. So they'd ask some random questions. That's how they did it where I, I was. But. I remember one time they, they were asking questions like, you know, they were silly questions like, um, you know, how what's the percentage of, you know, uh, Republic registered Republicans, registered com- Republicans compared to registered Democrats. And then they give you the thing, you know, true or false. It's this or this. 37. I know that. answer. Oh. Well, I don't know. But they, they would say and the guy would be like, um, you know, true or, or B or whatever it was. Right. I remember I stood up one time and I was, you know, I'm standing up. I'm already like irritated. Right. It's morning. I'm tired and I'm standing there and the guy they go, um, true or false. Uh, there's uh, there's 900 trillion such and such, you know, gallons of, of water uh, in the ocean. I go, false. <laughs> and because he was going to give multiple answers, right. right? It was multiple or whatever it was. I, and I, I go, false, before he even finished it. And he, they went, he went, well, and I, and the guy goes, yeah, it's false. And I go, and I sat down and then the DTS, one of the DTSs goes, wait a second, Cox. How did you know it was false? I said, I didn't. She was, yeah, but you didn't even let him finish the question. I said, I knew I didn't know the answer, so I had a 50-50 chance of picking the right answer. False. I said, and she was like. That would have been a perfect, I, that would have been a perfect moment to go, yeah, I had a 50-50 chance of picking the right answer, true or false. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they hated me sometimes. They were just like. Ah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So, no, I, I completely. Well, you've taken me. I try to follow you down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry, but, you, but, but you, I've done I've done upbeat rituals. All like all of the famous game shows, except for Wheel of Fortune. I've done. Oh, the, they did. That's right. They did. I did Jeopardy. I did. My favorite was the ten thousand dollar pyramid. Um, I used to do um, Family Feud. I did it in, in, as a Family Feud type of thing. Then I did it as Hollywood. My another one of my favorite was Hollywood Squares, where I'd get the Phase Three and put nine of them. Where you try to do tic tac toe, and then you'd ask a question and they'd say true or false. That kind of crap. Yeah. Right. Did. did you ever do the one where like the, the person had to start a sentence and the next person had to say like one word and they had to just keep words? Oh, in alphabetical order. I don't know about alphabetical. They would just, no. They go in the rows where they'd say you know. Um, I one time I had a cat and the next guy would have to say and he got outside and the next guy would say and he got run over by a car and oh. the next guy would say oh and and and, and he uh, he we brought him to the vet and, and and the next guy would say something like you only had like five seconds to, to come up with a and a, so you a, keep attaching still, yeah it keeps oh, we going always around had like I brought to a, a picnic 
Start with the letter A, apples. Oh, no, they did that too. They did that too. Listen, they did tons of them. You had to keep in mind that the inmates had to come up with the games. Right. So it it was, they were, some of them were just insane. Oh, I listen, I had, I tell you, I had them all the games. I did the prices right off the commissary list. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> bro, I think, listen, a lot of those games get circulated. Like, I've they did that one too. Like, and they would say, okay, how much? You know, and then they give you the, how much is a bag of kefi? Is it $3.99? Is it $4.25? Is it, and listen, you know, those guys knew that. They knew the commissary list. There's only like 200 items. Like, they knew them. Well, you pick the popular item, then you pick the unpopular. But they, I even went they in, knew them. All I like, went even not further all. at the bonus round of the one I did. We had a bag of commissary, and we said, "How much do you oh. think this bag is worth?" You know, and you can't go over. You know, so they look. Um, you know, we we did sides against each other, but yeah, all kind of. All, I used to love the upbeat ritual. We used to do. We did rap songs. Like I did um, to Big Pimpin'. I did programming, programming. <laughs> Spreading this. Oh my God! They listen. They did. They had. Of course, they have. They have. They had guys in the program that wrote songs. Yes. And there were obviously they would write songs about the program, and sometimes they'd come up and yeah, they'd sing the whole song. I don't mean based on a real song. Like they'd come up with their own. Oh really? Song based on, and you know, some of them, if you didn't realize it was art app related, like they were good. Like I've been in. I've been in, I remember when I was in the um, county jail, and it's funny because Jess has a story about this, uh, where, so you know the, the song Hallelujah? Yeah. Um, she has a story where she's like laying in bed, she was, this, she was, there was a girl that used to sing that song every night. The doors would all close, and she would, she would lay there and sing that song. She was, and I mean, she said, normally, you know, like the, the unit's like loud and banging and people are yelling and stuff, you know, she said, doors would close. She would start singing and she said, silence. And she said, girls would lay in their bed and cry from that song. She said, it was, she was amazing. Wow. But I remember being in. in what did Jess think about her? She oh, Jess. Yeah, of course, Jess oh. loves that song. It was just, you know, in general, just loves stuff like that. She's always looking for inspiration. She's, you know, a girl. So, but I remember being in prison or not, this was in the lockup, right? This was in the U.S. Marshals lockup. And guys would, even the guys that they would sing like R&B, and they would just start singing a song. Right. I don't even know the song, right? But you were just like, it's like you're listening to him going, that guy's talented. Like, I don't even like the music. And you've got me going, just, you, just, what, what is it called? Acapello? Acapello. Just acapello. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and sure enough, you know, people stop talking. They quiet down, they listen, and they're like, fucking amazing. Have you had anyone sing that couldn't sing? I mean, yeah, there's those guys too. <laughs> we had a guy. That, that, I find that to be amazing. <laughs> you know, you get up and oh, you're like, what? And people are like looking around like, what the hell? We, we had a guy named Bobby, a white guy, a 40, like a 40 year old white guy with dreads. Wow. That used to That's sit in touch. They <laughs> used to sit in the unit in, in the low. And, and and he would on his you know on his his uh, uh the locker and he would mm, he would sit there and and I mean you just like it was like first of all you're not good at it secondly you're embarrassing my people like <laughs> what are you doing 
<laughs> you're a white guy with dreads singing rap and you can't sing and you're a 40 year old man like stop bro it's over maybe 15 20 years ago when you got started your sentence okay maybe but it's over <laughs> i think he thinks he does uh he does an installation of pools now ah nice. He, yeah we're facebook friends <laughs> I'm talking about in front of the group. Has anybody got up in front of the entire group and that oh. could not sing? I've seen that three times That's where bad. someone will stand up and do? absolutely <laughs> cannot sing. If, if you have you ever been present when someone starts singing that can't sing, there is something that goes through everyone's mind. Like, first of all, people look and they start <laughs> looking around like, okay, what's going on? Is it just me? Yeah, like, am I the only one that thinks this is horrible? You know, you start, like, getting the room's opinion. You know, everyone starts looking. Just a glance. Yeah. It's amazing how much you... It starts off at a glance. Then it starts, like, actual head swiveling around. Like, oh, my God. Should we stop him? (laughs) Does Does he know? Yes. You know, like, I bless America. You're like, what? And then somebody, you know, after a while, it's you get the silent consensus. Yeah. And then someone stops him, like, "Hey, Bill, 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 yes, yeah, we're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> that's, but yeah, that's that's I've I've only made that observation because the third time someone did that, I started noticing. I'm like, there is a tr- there's a that little thing that people go through when someone that can't sing starts singing. There's oh. that silent communication among a group of un- people who don't know each other, you know, strangers. It's like, like Matt, what listen, the? <laughs> listen, listen, I got to start this. Okay, start this. What are we doing? Talking. No. All right, all right we're just going to wing it. We might as well just, like, all right, ready? Look. <laughs> God bless. Sorry. <laughs> America. Level? (laughs) All right. All right. Using forgeries and bogus identities, Matthew B. Cox, one of the most ingenious con men in history, built America's biggest banks out of millions. Despite numerous encounters with bank security, state, and federal authorities, Cox narrowly and quite luckily avoided capture for years. Eventually, he topped the U.S. Secret Service's most wanted list and led the U.S. Marshals, FBI, and Secret Service on a three-year chase while jet-setting around the world with his attractive female accomplices. Cox has been declared one of the most prolific mortgage fraud con artists of all time by CNBC's American Greed. Bloomberg Businessweek called him the mortgage industry's worst nightmare while Dateline NBC described Cox as a gifted forger and silver-tongued liar. Playboy magazine proclaimed his scam was real estate fraud, and he was the best. Shark in the Housing Pool is Cox's exhilarating first-person account of his stranger-than-fiction story. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Bent is the story of John J. Boziak's phenomenal life of crime. Inked from head to toe, with an addiction to strippers and fast Cadillacs, Boziak was not your typical computer geek. He was, however, one of the most cunning scammers, counterfeiters, identity thieves, and escape artists alive, and a major thorn in the side of the U.S. Secret Service as they fought a war on cybercrime. 
With a savant-like ability to circumvent banking security and stay one step ahead of law enforcement, Boziak made millions of dollars in the international cyber underworld with the help of the Chinese and the Russians. Then, leaving nothing but a John Doe warrant and a cleaned-out bank account in his wake, he vanished. Boziak's stranger-than-fiction tale of ingenious scams and impossible escapes, of brazen run-ins with the law and secret desires to straighten out and settle down, makes his story a true crime con game that will keep you guessing. Bent. How a homeless teen became one of the cybercrime industry's most prolific counterfeiters. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Buried by the U.S. government and ignored by the national media, this is the story they don't want you to know. When Frank Amadeo met with President George W. Bush at the White House to discuss NATO operations in Afghanistan, no one knew that he'd already embezzled nearly $200 million from the federal government, money he intended to use to bankroll his plan to take over the world. From Amadeo's global headquarters in the shadow of Florida's Disney World, with a nearly inexhaustible supply of the Internal Revenue Services funds, Amadeo acquired multiple businesses, amassing a mega conglomerate. Driven by his delusions of world conquest, he negotiated the purchase of a squadron of American fighter jets and the controlling interest in a former Soviet ICBM factory. He began working to build the largest private militia on the planet, over one million Africans strong. Simultaneously, Amadeo hired an international black ops force to orchestrate a coup in the Congo while plotting to take over several small Eastern European countries. The most disturbing part of it all is, had the U.S. government not thwarted his plans, he might have just pulled it off. It's insanity. The bizarre, true story of a bipolar megalomaniac's insane plan for total world domination. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Pierre Rossini, in the 1990s, was a 20-something-year-old Los Angeles-based drug trafficker of ecstasy and ice. He and his associates drove luxury European supercars, lived in Beverly Hills penthouses, and dated Playboy models while dodging federal indictments. Then, two FBI officers with the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force entered the picture. Dirty agents willing to fix cases and identify informants. Suddenly, two of Rossini's associates, confidential informants working with federal law enforcement, were murdered. Everyone pointed to Rossini. As his co-defendants prepared for trial, U.S. Attorney Robert Mueller sat down to debrief Rossini at Leavenworth Penitentiary, and another story emerged. A tale of FBI corruption and complicity in murder. You see, Pierre Rossini knew something that no one else knew. The truth. And Robert Mueller and the federal government have been covering it up to this very day. Devil Exposed. A twisted tale of drug trafficking, corruption, and murder in the City of Angels. Available on Amazon and Audible. Bailout is a psychological true crime thriller that pits a narcissistic conman against an egotistical pathological liar. Marcus Shrinker, the money manager who attempted to fake his own death during the 2008 financial crisis, is about to be released from prison and he's ready to talk. He's ready to tell you the story no one's heard. Shrinker sits down with true crime writer Matthew B. Cox, a fellow inmate serving time for bank fraud. Shrinker lays out the details, 
the disgruntled clients who persecuted him for unanticipated market losses, the affair that ruined his marriage, and the treachery of his scorned wife, the woman who framed him for securities fraud, leaving him no choice but to make a bogus distress call and plunge from his multi-million dollar private aircraft in the dead of night. The $11.1 million in life insurance, the missing $1.5 million in gold. The fact is, Shrinker wants you to think he's innocent. The problem is, Cox knows Shrinker's a pathological liar and his story's a fabrication. As Cox subtly coaxes, cajoles, and yes, cons Shrinker into revealing his deceptions, his stranger-than-fiction life of lies slowly unravels. This is the story Shrinker didn't want you to know. Bailout, The Life and Lies of Marcus Shrinker. Available now on Barnes & Noble, Etsy, and Audible. Matthew B. Cox is a con man, incarcerated in the Federal Bureau of Prisons for a variety of bank fraud-related scams. Despite not having a drug problem, Cox inexplicably ends up in the prison's residential drug abuse program, known as RDAP. A drug program in name only, RDAP is an invasive behavior modification therapy specifically designed to correct the cognitive thinking errors associated with criminal behavior. The program is a non-fiction dark comedy which chronicles Cox's side-splitting journey. This first-person account is a fascinating glimpse at the survivor-like atmosphere inside of the government-sponsored rehabilitation unit. While navigating the treachery of his backstabbing peers, Cox simultaneously manipulates prison policies and the bumbling staff every step of the way. The Program How a Con Man Survived the Federal Bureau of Prisons' Cult of RDAP Available now on Amazon and Audible. If you saw anything you like, links to all the books are in the description box.